Hello, welcome to another episode of the Copcast podcast, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, um, what is the crack? It's like, it's, I don't know. It's a, com- it's a it's a massive combination of things, you know, we're, without sort of wanting to repeat what other people have said on, on other podcasts, but there's, we're cobbling together teams and we're playing every three days and we've got loads of injuries so it's hard to 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 get any form of consistency with changes in the back five all over the place we've got injuries up front we've got problems in midfield we're short everywhere at the moment it seems um we had no break in the summer we played what was it 67 games or something last season and uh, had what a six-week break at max. At the, 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 I mean, I think the lads who were the longest had, had six weeks. I know, uh, Steve. I know all that. We know all that, right? But like, so it's no one. There's only one team's beat City this year, and it's us. There's only one team's beat Newcastle yeah. this year, and it's us. There's only one so, team's beat Napoli this year, and it's us. And then we fucking lose to Forest, who are absolutely shite. Arsenal go and uh, Arsenal go and ream them out the week after. We lose the Leeds, who hadn't won since August, and they are brutal. There's me the week before going, oh, this is exactly the sort of game that, that we need right now. This plays right into our hands, and we're shit. It was we're good exactly for about sort of five minutes. Leeds needed to be fair as well, and, you know, they, they're they younger, they're fitter. They're fighting to keep their manager and keep their place in the, in the division. And ultimately... They were, you know, we were better than them and should have won the game. We had the better, probably had the better chances, I'd say, overall. Definitely had more of the game. Definitely had better expected goals. Their keeper's man of the match, I think, makes nine saves, which is a Premier League record or joint Premier League record. So, although the performance wasn't brilliant, it certainly, we did enough to win the game. But we switched off at key moments. The first goal is an absolute comedy, um, but I don't. Th- I think Joe Gomez is getting hung out to dry. I think actually it's 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 unfortunate. Allison slips. You can see from Virgil's reaction after the pass is made from Gomez, he thinks it'll be fine. Allison catches point where he wants it from Allison, and then he notices Allison slipped, and and that's it. He he switched off in that moment as well. So, you know that happens, and then the then we you know. We have the better of the game, probably. Um, Leeds, Leeds have a good sort of 10, 15 minutes after we score. But we have, we have the game for the next 10 minutes. We score, then we back off. Then second half, we're pretty much peppering them. And then they 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 just are allowed to waltz through the defence in, in the 90th minute. How he gets, how that ball gets from where it does. With this guy on the far touchline with three around him. How that gets from there into the net, it, it's criminal. It should never happen, but it's 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 just sort of the switched off mentally. They're mentally tired, whatever it is. I think the game, you know, they'll see it out for a draw. And that happens in a moment. But overall, you know, the performance was not terrible. Was it brilliant? No. Was it vintage Liverpool? No. But it was enough to win the game. Um, but again, we haven't. So it's one of them. Um, we seen that as you said, we've dug it out against City. We've we've beaten beaten Napoli there in the week, which we'll go on and, and chat about a little. But we're taking our eye off the ball a bit too much in these in these um, against teams that we should be expected to beat. I suppose you'd say. Um, yeah, but I don't even it, think we dig it out against City. Like, no, I mean we we pull one out, we pull a performance out. Like, yeah, we're really good, and yes. we're we're just. We're fucking Jackal and Hyde at the minute. And the thing that frustrates me is six points from the two worst team in the league. And you may be looking at this league table and going, all right, it's not great. Like, no, by no stretch. But it's not unrecoverable completely at that point. If you if you tag six points on, we're a point behind United. We're a couple of points outside the top four. I think seven points off City. Um... And that should be the, the fucking bare minimum expectation, Beryl. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, um, I, I don't 
entirely agree with uh, what the chief said there in, in the sense that, you know, most of it I, I would agree with, but not, not with, uh, I didn't think we deserved to win either of those games. I, I thought we were dreadful. And, and, you know, the second half against Leeds was, uh, I don't know what we were trying to do. It, there was no plan. There was no idea and, and, and everything that, you know, um, f- for, for a couple of games, we, we played this, um, Diamond um, four four two, which means that that the midfielders, um, you know, need to cover lots of ground. And and in the game against Ajax, you you saw that that Hendo and Robertson, uh, you know, at first struggled to to coordinate that. But if, when they when they got the hang of it, uh, it actually worked pretty fine. But uh, in in the game uh, against Leeds. Thiago had to play, uh, you know, the, the left midfielder and had to cover a lot of ground. And, and you know, he, that's not what he does. That's not what he's good at. Um, so he was, you know, trying to make the best of it, but that wasn't very good. And it, it was it, it was very unhinged. It was very uncoordinated. It, it was, and and, you know, coming back to what's wrong with this team, I, I think, uh, you 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 have to um, uh, I, I think you have to conclude right now that we don't have the energy to to play as well as we played against City as well as we played against Ajax and against uh, Napoli for uh, against every team. So and that's probably uh, um, has to do with the fact that, that you know. Lots of players are overplayed, like Klopp also said. And when he said that, I thought, you know, then don't overplay them. You know, then, then give chances to to the you know some of these young lads. But um, um, and, and you know, and, um, you know, part of burnout is the mental fatigue. That you just can't muster the mental strength to 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 run back. You know, Leeds ran uh, collectively. Uh, 11 kilometers more than than we did. That's that's you know what is about 10 percent more. You know they effectively they played with a man more. You could say, and that's it's incredible. And I think, uh, you know, it, their their goalkeeper made a lot of saves, but you know I think only one or two of those saves were really difficult. I thought we were absolutely dire. I I, I thought it was you know I was. I was watching it, but you know, I, I couldn't even get angry anymore. It was just pure frustration. And uh, it, uh, I, and and then uh, two days later, we beat a team that that hasn't lost since January and is top of the Serie. And we don't just beat and them. I think that's sorry to jump, but I sorry. No, see, see, if we don't just beat them, we're like we're well better than them. But I think that's part of it. I think it's all part of it. I think there's no way they're playing that game and Klopp's picking that team and playing that system without thinking, fuck, we're playing Napoli in two days. You know, and I want to get something from them because they battered us over there and we need some confidence and we don't want to, you know, don't want to limp through the group and, and whatever. And it's a big game. It's at Anfield and, and, and so well, we've on. We've limped through the group before. We've already qualified, you know. That's true. That's true. But everything, you know, it, it, when the games come so thick and fast, you're never picking one side without thinking about probably two or three games in advance. I mean, you're looking at, at Napoli, but you're also thinking Spurs. Sat- is it Saturday morning? Am I wrong there? Is it? Is it it's on Saturday. No, I it? think it's Sunday. Is it oh, not Sunday? I thought it was Saturday, but anyway, you know. No, it's Sunday. Three big game, three games in a week, and Leeds are, of course, Leeds are, are down at the bottom and, and whatever. But if you want to, if if you're a team that's a little bit laggy and a little bit short in confidence and a little bit uh, under strength. The last team you want to come up against is, is Leeds. They're one of the youngest teams in the division. They're, they've got a young manager there who's doing his best to prove himself, whose philosophy is high intensity, loads of running, loads of closing down, high pressing, all action. It's really the last thing you want to come up against, and you know that it showed. Like I said, I'm not really defending the performance. What I am saying is, on the chances created and the way the game panned out, if we'd have taken one of those chances 
at a decent time. They don't score until the 90th minute. They're there to be beaten. And if we just put one of those in the net, we'd probably go on and win. But we don't. And they hang in. And goals change games, as everyone knows. And when you don't get that goal, and, you know, you, you do essentially have most of the play and most of the action in the second half, you don't get that goal, you leave yourself wide open. And then when you defend like that, which we're capable of doing this season, it's, um, you know, there's only going to be one outcome. I'm not, you know, I'm not devastated. I'm not going to, I can't get, obviously I'm disappointed. Obviously I'm a little bit. Yeah, confused. I'm the same as you. I'm beyond the point of being angry or annoyed about yeah. it. I'm just sad. I'm sad about it, yeah. But I don't think all hope is gone. You know, I don't, I don't think this team is done or, or spent or whatever. I think at the moment, it's, you know, it's, it's struggling. It's struggling for consistency, it's struggling for energy, and it's struggling for the mental strength. But I'm not convinced that we don't see a completely different side after the World Cup. I'm not convinced that this six-week break for over half the squad isn't going to do the world a good. And certainly having the likes of Jada back, having the likes of Diaz back, having hopefully a fully fit complement you know, is going to make the world a difference. Um, haven't had a bit of time to rest, haven't had a bit of time to work on, on a few things um, while the World Cup's going on. This season is going to be, well, is, it, it, it is unprecedented, you know. Uh, there's never been a huge fucking break for a World Cup in the middle of a season. And, you know, what's happening now is not, is not necessarily going to repeat post-World Cup. There's a whole load of variables going on there but um so you know be prepared for things to change are we too far back to 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 really mount a serious significant title challenge yeah probably barring any significant drop off from city like really significant um but the realities are we're we're, we're still going to fight for the top four we're still more than likely going to mount a run and, and get into the top four which means Hopefully, the second half of the season is going to be way, way better. We're still in the Champions League. We've got every chance of getting... Well, I, I don't fear anyone that we could potentially play in the second half, except could we get Madrid? Madrid, I wouldn't fancy. Real. All right, so let's... We'll, we might as well just look at that now, see if we're on it. I think the four teams we can draw are... Benfica, Porto, Bayern and... And Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid. So as long as we avoid Madrid there, I'm pretty confident that we've got everybody else's number. Like, let's and, be honest, it's probably going to be Porto, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's it. You get Porto, <laughs> you've beaten them several times recently. You get Benfica, well, you've put them to the sword last year and you've taken their best player off them. Um, you get fucking um, Bayern Munich. Well, how many times has Nagelsmann beaten Klopp? Zero. So... You know, and Bayern aren't any great shakes this season either. So the yeah. only yeah, and I think the key there is that that is what February, isn't it? Yeah, it's miles away, it's months away. So that's sewn up. So the rest of the season, we just need to get to this fucking World Cup break. And if we can, because Spurs had a a tough game against Marseille in the week, and they've not been in good form, and their fans are on their back a bit. If we can just, if we can get a result against against Spurs, then you know, you're going into that World Cup break in, 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 in finer fettle. You know, you're you're guaranteed in the Champions League knockout stages. You've had a good couple of wins under your belt, you know, and you're thinking, okay, let's kick on from from when we get back and when the players all come back. I admire your uh, your optimism, uh, Neil, but um... I just <laughs> Yeah. It, the only other way is that it continues in this vein, and given that it's, it's, you know, it's such fine margins. Um, if you can just shake up the mentality a little bit, and and you know, give them that chance to have the break. Players like Robbo, for example, who not be going anywhere with Scotland. Um, you know, there's other plenty of our our first teamers in there who who won't be going away, and if they do go away, they won't play much football. So, give them that mental rest, a break from from the Premier League. Um, the break they didn't get in the summer and I just I think it's only going to go one way because they don't become shit overnight you know what I mean No I, I, I don't think we have become shit but, you know uh, as you say the margins are, are, are small are, 
narrow uh, uh, and you know we seem to be uh, at, at the other end of the margin and uh, uh, you know we, we have become older as as everyone does but um, it, it 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 very much looks like like a uh, again you know to use the word uh, like a um, a team that is mentally fatigued not capable of giving everything uh, in every game anymore and which is you know very understandable you know no no one has done what they have done um, last season uh, and 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 maybe this is the reason why and maybe uh, this is why no one should should do it because you know we, we literally played every possible game uh, until the final and uh, won two of those finals and and you know and you know uh, didn't get past the last hurdle and Obviously, that that's something that that hurts. But you know what, what also catches up with us is that we have relied on 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 this core of of players that that have not only have aged, but you know we have have like flogged for three four years now uh, constantly, um, and and I think something is broken, and I think. We don't get out of this without, you know, replenishing, without um, trying to integrate some younger players. Um, so yeah, I, I was really happy to to see players like Bajetic and and Cavallo and uh, the, the the new Scottish kid Ramsey uh, get some time um, in, in you know maybe not the most important game, but uh, still a, a game that we really wanted to win, but also. Against Ajax, I believe some of those youngsters played from, um, you know, the 70, 70th, seventieth, um, sorry, minute on. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's the way forward. But uh, uh, again, I, I, I don't think, I don't think the same core that you know did all these marvelous things last season uh, could do the same. Um, even after six six weeks of rest, uh, yeah, I, I I hope it, but uh, you know, there's too many signs of of, of um, this team descending into into you know not something that they haven't been for a long while, you know, um, being quite mediocre in, in some games, um, and and lifting themselves up for 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 the more important games, but you know. That's not good enough in the league. So maybe we should just um, embrace and accept the fact that you know this is a Jekyll and Hyde team, um, and, uh, and like we did in the first season with uh, with Klopp, you know, I think we finished eighth or something, and and you know got to the Europa League final and uh, you know encountered the, the Sevilla juju. But uh, other than that, it was you know just focusing on 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 the cops and and. Uh, not trying to be consistent because it's it's not in this team at this moment at least to be consistent. I would say that, that is my pessimistic view. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I I go along with that. Like in in terms of of the league, I wouldn't drop us so far down. I, I still think we we can make the top four um, with a decent second half of the season. And I th- I think when it comes to the domestic cups, we're more likely to see the younger lads um get more time in those this season and, and that'll be a, a good platform to, to probably bed them in. But I think we're you know, we had this situation what, two seasons ago? The behind closed doors season where at a certain point and yes, it was injuries, but at the same time it's no different to now. We we have the same injuries, different position, but we you know, for most of the season we've had a very, very threadbare midfield to call upon. We've had to change the system to try and, and deal with it. Um, on top of, of the games we played last year, we've had injuries to key players in there and nobody seems to be fit at the same time. We've had injuries in defence, Matip and Kanate. Um, Andy Robbo hasn't been fit for, for large parts of the season so far. Um, even Trent's been in and out. Um, a couple of fitness issues are a couple of you know um, poor performances perhaps as well, but and then you look up front, 
and the sort of new blood that was the shining light at the beginning of the season's crocked now and has been out for the last month and is out until after the World Cup. Jota, who was finally coming back and starting to hit form, bang, he's out for three months or something until after the World Cup. So you're sort of, every time you think you're, you know, you're coming out of the woods, bam, you know, there's a whole thicket in front of you again. And um, we, I think that's why I'm, I'm so keen on this, on this World Cup break coming as quickly as possible, because it just gives things a chance to, to calm down. It gives people a chance to get their head sharp, but more importantly, it gives us a chance to get lads back fit and have a squad again. Um, but we did turn that season around. I mean, don't forget six home games in a row we lost. Um, insane. Like a club record, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and this is the same side that then went on the year after to to almost do the quadruple. Um, so, and who obviously finished that particular season very strongly to get into the Champions League and secure the Canate signing and, and then go on and, and make the final the following year. So, it's been done, and we've got evidence to, to to show that this manager and this group of players can find it, even when you know, even in the in the real depths of adversity, they can sort of right themselves. So I haven't written them off, certainly not in, in terms of of a top four finish and getting back in the Champions League and and going far in the Champions League this season. Um, I think that's where our our eggs will be now. I think the domestic cups will be relegated to. You know, second fiddle, uh, much as they have been for most of Klopp's tenure. Last year, we had a great tilt at them. We won them both. But there's no need to go on and retain them. Um, I think we'll put all our eggs in in in, in getting into that top four and um, and uh, going as far as possible, if not winning the, the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, who's to say if it, if it can happen? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it. But all we're waiting into the situation now where we like literally need to throw a fuckload of money at the squad, given the age profile of the majority of our players. Because we kind of, if you look, aside from, aside from maybe Trent Gomez, Trent Gomez, um. Let me think. Jota Diaz. Yeah, Jota Diaz Nunez, right? Aside from them, there's just a gulf of players who are either very young or approaching, if not already, in their 30s. And we don't have a lot of players or very few players that are kind of in those peak kind of 24 to 28 kind of peak year bracket. You know, you talk about the legs, you talk about the energy, um, but also marrying that up with guys who have been around the block, guys who have matured, you know, mentally, understand the game, understand their limitations, understand what they're good at, have been around the block a little bit. They've got that experience under their belt. The type of experience that I said Calvin Ramsey, Harvey Elliott, Carvalho just don't have. Are, Are we in a position where we need to go out and buy, maybe do we need to go out and think about replacing Matip? Do we need to replace, you know, do we need two midfielders, three midfielders? Um, do we need someone coming in behind Salah? And do we have it, do we have the desire and the financial clout to be able to go and do that, given the contracts that some of these elder statesmen are on? You know, I would answer yes to all of the previous questions, and and I don't know to the latter one. You know, the last one. Um, it, it, it's uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't pretend to to know anything about you know the the, the football of the, the business side of football and the way FSG, um, you know, they don't own Liverpool FC because of their love for the club or something. Um, you know, it, it, eventually they're in it to make money. So I don't know what's their business model uh, until so far. They haven't, um, uh, you know, they, they have invested in the stadium and they have uh, they haven't taken any money out of the club. But at the same uh, at the same time, they, they haven't invested large sums of money into the club as well. So if you 
compare, um, you know, if you compare the total costs, salaries, uh, you know, all the things you you need to to um, to to, to uh, finance the club uh, plus uh, you know transfer sums. Um, then you know they're spending lots of money, but not as much as, as lots of other clubs. You know we've talked about this many times before. But um, you could say you know we, we have given lots of compliments for uh, the recruitment, um, and, and particularly for the fact that you know we seem to be able to um, to identify the right players, and and when they come, they they uh, they hit the ground running, and there might be some. Um, you know discussions about you know people being cabbages or not, but uh, in, in the end you can you can uh, any of uh, if you look at any of our um, of our you know big money sign uh, signings then you know all of them have 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 been successful and I'm hopeful that you know the the last one will be uh, very successful as well. But if you look at how you know what what our uh, our selection looks like and you know you, you're absolutely right to say that there seems to be a, a, a gap uh, between um you know, we have some young players um who are who aren't very uh aren't very experienced and we have uh, lots of experienced players but that are getting older um so yeah there's there seems to be a bit of a lack of of, of players especially in midfield and you know this is not something that, that occurred right now you know every, everybody saw this coming and and uh, you, you could say it's a, it's a big mistake that we haven't addressed this before because um yeah we, we could say injuries have, have played a part in that but um uh, ox and nabi were already injured before the, the transfer window ended and all we did was um, sign uh, an injury-prone player on the, the last day of, of, of that window. So uh, I, th I think there, there is a mistake, um, uh, you know, yeah. obvious mistake there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 100%. I mean, that was, we talked we talked about it several times, talked about it before the season started, the, the, the failure to get and, and to actively secure a top midfield target, uh, you know, last last summer was was a huge huge mistake and that's really where we're where we're lacking because you're absolutely right in the fact that there is a sort of a hole in the squad but four players who who fall into that category whether you you would play them every week or not is is a question but certainly four first team squad players who fall into that category are diaz jota uh, Oxley Chamberlain and uh, and Kaida, and they're all out, <laughs> and they're all out fairly long term. So that entire bracket of players that you have in there that are in that that sweet spot age area are are unavailable to us. And if you yeah, and see to be honest, Chief, I've stopped if, even counting Chamberlain and Kaida. I know, I know you have, and, and that's. Yeah. That's I don't the, honestly. It's gotten to the point now where I don't even recognise them as squad members. No, because even when they are fit, it's inevitable that another injury and when i say injury i mean lengthy yeah. like two to six months injury is it's literally just around the corner that's what i mean that's why the midfield would because up front is where john and diaz play and you think you know you have cover there okay but you also think i'm less, fine with the i'm they're, absolutely they're fine less with likely the options to get well, we're struggling there at the moment as well. That's the problem. No, but I mean, just, just as Jim, I'm fine. I'm fine with the forward options. Yeah. John is in, he's a freak one. Diaz is in, he's a freak one. We can still I mean. throw a front three out there at the minute, fitness-wise, of Salah, Firmino and Diaz. Or, sorry, yeah. Nunez. Yeah. yeah. So, and, I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. But you're asking them to play every game, and Bobby Firmino... We know can't can't really do that and hasn't been a, a first teamer if we're honest for large parts of the last sort of couple of seasons. He's been a, a, a first first squad. He's been on the bench, but he's not. He's contributed here and there, but he's had long injury layoffs himself. He hasn't been on top form, and you know going into this season, we certainly didn't expect him to be starting as many games as he is, not even close. So you could make an argument there as well, but 
those two injuries are freaks. But we knew about Kaida, coming back to what you were saying, we knew about Kaida and Chamberlain anyway, even if they weren't injured at the time, which which they were coincidentally. But even if they hadn't been, you'd, you couldn't rely on them to get through a season or even, even half a season, really, um, between them. So the or a game for that fucking yeah, well, the, the dereliction there is is not making it a massive priority to secure some one of your targets in that area. And we all said it before the season started. And there were a lot of people on a lot of shows saying, "Oh, you know, we can manage. We're okay. We're da da we're da da." But and Klopp said at one point, "I've got nine midfielders, and I'm really happy with it." It was obviously bluster because by the end of the, the window, he's saying, I wish we'd, we'd have done more and I wish we'd be a bit more adventurous, you know, take a few more risks. But the reality is we didn't. Whatever game we were playing, whether we think we're a shoe in for Bellingham or not, I, I'm not so convinced. But ultimately, it doesn't matter this season because it's left us short. And when you start from that position, it's almost inevitable that you're going to get problems just where you don't want them. And that's what had happened to us in the COVID season where we started light at centre-half and bang, all our injuries happened at centre-half. And the same thing's happened this yeah. season. Yeah. Exactly. The same exactly. It's history repeating itself. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's no different. The thing, with the, the thing with the Bellingham situation is, and this goes for, this, you know, you can you can discuss any, throw any high-profile player's name in there that we're interested in. It's not even about can we go and get them. It's about as the squad becomes, you know, less viable from an AIDS profile perspective, etc. We become a less attractive proposition. Of course. And this is the problem with planning too long-term in football because everything changes. That's why I'm not bang into this idea of setting things up for, for next year. Yes, sometimes it works. Sometimes the fucking situation is not this very rarely the same one season on one season later you know what i mean things change players get injured clubs f- fall off a little bit somewhat somebody else comes along you know who's more attractive things change and teams evolve look what happened with the kind the kind of things a perfect case in point we signed him we spent a load of money on him we left him at leipzig for a year by the time we signed him we didn't need that player anymore and because we'd spent so much to get him, we brought him in and it's never really quite worked because the team we bought him for wasn't the team he arrived in. And I think we could have done with him, you know, if, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he could stay fit for a while. But, yeah. you know, to, 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 to um, follow up on, on what you're saying there, I think, so if you, if you make those mistakes and everybody can see that, um, because, you know, um, not only are, uh, Navi Keita and Oxlade Chamberlain not real viable options but also if you look at the, the options that we do have and also you know Curtis got into uh, at, at, at this freak injury but if you look at um, the, the three midfielders that would then be the first options that would be probably still Hendo, uh, Fabinho and Thiago they're all old uh, or acting like they're old in, in the case of Fabinho and they, they don't have dynamism, all three of them. Uh, all three of them um, are, aren't very quick. So there is a lack in that uh, aspect as well. You know, you, you, you need to, to have certain aspects. Um, you, you need to, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, there, there is no perfect player who, who can do everything. So you need to cover that with with different players who can do different tasks, who can, um, and and we haven't done that as well. So I, I think there, there's I don't know what happened there, but this is a real mistake. And so and to 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 amend this mistake, to correct this mistake, I think we will need to pay up, and and probably even so in in January, um, and and get some players in, um, if we really want to have a chance for fourth spot, and and probably also you know it, it would I think it would be a fantasy to think that we would just cruise to the final or uh, and and win the Champions League if if we wanted to get a Champions League spot it would probably have been better to 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 be a, a third spot in the Champions League group and and try the the Europa League route but okay. 
I'm glad we didn't do that, but I, I think something needs to happen. Uh, and I hope FSG uh, does have the money to do this and does have the will to do this. But I think we need at least one, but probably two new midfielders uh, and, and maybe even a backup for Salah as well. But, you know, that would be, um, I think, a bit too much to ask from, from, from FSG. Um, because, you know, you, you need to evolve and revolve your, your selection. Because, you know, if you stand still, um, others will pass you and they have. Yeah, realistically, Chief, if we're all being honest, ideally you need to go out and you need to spend 150 million pounds on probably two midfielders in the summer, in the in, in January, if not the if not the summer. Yeah, well, actually, we needed to do it last summer, so we're behind. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just behind. we're kicking the can down the road, essentially, aren't we? We've exactly. We've kicked, we've kicked we the can down the road. We've paid the price for it, and. All of a sudden now there are like these wild rumors coming around as you do coming into the World Cup January window, etc. Bit early for January transfer rumor windows, but well, it started. It's because of the World Cup, so there's no football now for six weeks, so people are getting yeah. yeah. So I think the rumors today are Saicedo, which has been or Caicedo or Saic, whatever the, whatever his name That's is, right. how you pronounce it. I him from Brighton, right? The the new Basuma, who everybody wanted and doesn't seem to be very good at Spurs. Um and this is an interesting one. Um because there's there's very mixed now, like I've like I've got absolutely no idea how legitimate this this link is. Um probably absolute horseshit. But um Declan Rice's name has been popping up. What What are your thoughts on Declan Rice? <laughs> I think he's a good player, but um, I wouldn't want us going out. I really, I don't want us doing this. I don't want us being the Man Cities. I don't want us going out and playing over the odds for a, an English premium player because he looks good at West Ham and he's done all right. And Gareth Southgate's fucking very heavily stabilised England side. Although they haven't been doing well in the last year or so, it'll be interesting to see how they manage at the World Cup because my money's on them not doing very well at all. I would, but I would, he's got a contract for one year only, so maybe we can get him for relatively if, cheap. If, if you can get him for something half reasonable, but you know, what are you saying? Like, I mean, do you want to go and spend 75 80 million on, on Declan Rice? I think that's probably reasonable for him now. I mean, I'd say at full value. In the market, you're probably looking at well over 100 mil for him. And I think you are. I mean, if Grealish is going for 100 uh, million. And, <laughs> yeah, look at all, all the good you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, you're telling me you're going to sign Declan Rice two, two or three seasons ago for, for 30 million. Yeah, okay. Nice one. But I, I, I want us to be Liverpool. I want us to go out and do what we've we've done so successfully in the last six, seven years. I want us to go out and sign a player that not every pundit in the country has been tipping for greatness for the last however many long, that not every side in the league wants a piece of, that doesn't have a massive premium around their head. Um, I want us to, to go out and sign someone who's perfect for the way we play and not just a, a big name. And I sort of feel we're starting to fall into that trap. With yeah, us. but Chief, what, Chief, the thing is, I don't think now we know, I don't think now we know what way we play. And the, the Darwin, the, the mm. Darwin signing is, I, I don't, I don't know. I think I, I think I know. I think he knows how he wants to play, and I think he, he knows Klopp. I mean, and I think we know how he wants to play. I just think we didn't sign the right midfielders, and we can't really play that way anymore because of the reasons we've all discussed. Our midfielders are either too old or too young or too knackered, and they can't keep putting in that intensity, and that's the problem. I would agree with that. And I think that we've had to switch, not because of Nunes, although. That um, that plays a small part, I'm sure, in the beginning. But I'm pretty positive that uh, 
Jurgen bought Darwin not intending necessarily to switch the system wholeheartedly. He wanted to be more unpredictable, but I, I don't think he would have would have signed off on it if he didn't think he could play in a in a four three three. And I'm sure he can. But the big issue is we don't have the legs. We don't have the legs in midfield. So we played four three three for the first whatever it was seven eight games of the season, and we were fucking woeful in most of them. Um, and it's not a systemic thing that's that's causing us an issue because we played that way, the, the new system in inverted commas against City, and, and we battered them, you know, and we've had other good performances playing that way this season, so it's not a systemic thing. But when you're trying to play that 4-3-3 week in, week out, and you don't have the legs in midfield, you're just, you're just getting played around. And that's the problem. You get played around, the defence is horribly exposed, and we see the the goals flying in, you know, uh, or Virgil giving away penalties or, you know, these kinds of things that you're just not used to seeing. Um, certainly not over the last three, four seasons. So the big issue, and we all called it, some of us were a bit, a bit more vocal, but we all talked about it, called it. It was a massive issue before the season started. We fucked up not signing a midfielder or at least one. And uh, we're going to pay for that. We're paying for it now. And the question is, how long will we have to pay for it for? Because unless you're going to go out there and find the perfect midfielder in January who comes in and and beds in immediately and looks like he's been playing for us forever, then you're going to feel the effects at least until the end of the season and maybe in the next season, depending on, you know, do you get another one in the summer? Do you get, do you even get any in January? Do you have to wait till the summer and then the betting in period and so on? So we've left ourselves properly up the fucking creek here. Um, and it's, it's not an easy one to solve now. There's no quick fix unless you, you can just pigeonhole someone in there, just put someone, drop someone in there and, and they fit perfectly which we all know is not that easy. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. I'm fed up with that. You fucking hate transfer talk. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. Um, I mean, yeah. I, if you ask me who who you're going to sign, who you're going to go out and sign, I mean, who do you think? I mean, you you know a little bit more about good players out, there, out and about there and, in, in Europe, how would you feel about going and spunking 100 mil on Declan Rice? I mean, do you think he's going to come in and, and, and solve our problems? Or do you think we need to be a bit a bit more savvy? Because I think we need, and I'm sure others do as well, at least two. So you're going to yeah, go I ahead think, and spend two Yeah, I think we need at that. least two. I think we need at least two. I think, I suppose there's two ways to look at this. I think given our inact- inactivity in the transfer market, there is reason to say that we should be justified in going and saying, do you know what? We've been putting money in the piggy bank the last few transfer windows for this very reason. So let's go out and let's buy someone who is going to have an instant impact, who is going to be a revolutionary game changer in our on-field fortunes right now. And like I do, I, I genuinely think that Declan Rice could be that player. I think he is that archetypal box to box midfielder. He is defensively sound. He's got a good range of passing. He's got he can get up and down the pitch. Um, he's good with the ball at his feet. He's big. He's strong. He's got all that physicality that you're looking for in a club midfielder. Um, is he as press resistant as you would like? I'm not so sure. Bellingham's the obvious one, but as every match goes by and every week goes by, that looks more and more unlikely. Um, I think the one thing I don't want to see, Chief, is I don't want to see us throwing our eggs in one basket like we did with many, and then when that doesn't work out, going, oh, uh, well, well, we don't really know what to do now, so we'll just do nothing. We've got to. Um, We've got to have bids on that. We've got to have bids in. We've got to have a, a list of the best of the best. And we've got to have bids in for four or five players on that list. Yeah, they, you know what? Oh, they, this this should already be happening. 
Yeah. Let's be honest. This should already be happening. We should already be speaking to agents. We should already be speaking to clubs. We should already be sounding out availability of players, players' desire as to whether they want to come and play for Liverpool or not. Um, are we their first choice? Are we the end of their rainbow? That's that's what we should be doing. Um, otherwise, you end up in a situation where you are either you either do nothing like we did, or you go out and desperately chuck money at over the hill average players like Barcelona have done and end up in a financial crisis. And that is certainly not something that I think that this ownership has any interest in doing. Which is why the general default position is do nothing. So. Yeah, that's I would right be now. shocked if, if we if if you we, if we weren't sounding out now and if we hadn't um, identified some targets that we um, could uh, attain in January um, and and you know looking forward to to, to to June or July whatever you know the date is that the that the next transfer window starts. But I think we also should learn uh, not not by just you know um, correcting this mistake, but also look forward and because you know the right time to uh, to to sign Bellingham was when he left uh, Birmingham uh, and because now it's too late and you know we don't have the money the, the, the right time to to sign Bappe was when he came from Monaco and 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 uh, you know and, and there's uh, I've, I've read that there was actually um, a, a good chance that we could have got him at that point, but we didn't. And you know, there, there were probably good reasons for it. But n- never mind that. You, you, if you if you don't have the the, the financial uh, you know power that that uh, some other clubs have, and uh, apparently we don't, then you need to be smarter. And you know, we we were long led to believe that we were the, the smarter and and that we were good at identifying some some. Um, perfect targets, and, and and therefore we had um, you know a, a, a better um, rate uh, at, at at identifying the right target, and and therefore we're more efficient with with the money that we had. But it, it, still, you you also need some numbers, so you need to to identify younger players and and take some risks, just just as Klopp said, um, and and. You know, to t- take a gamble and and or you know an educated gamble, someone who might come good and and get them in early, and and give them time to to develop into the player that you hope that they become. And if they don't, yeah, then then that's too bad. But if you don't try it, you you don't have that option. So and and we we haven't tried. So in, in midfield we have Elliot, uh, who actually came in as 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 probably a right winger. Um, and I think he uh, he he's doing remarkably well. I, uh, I would uh, see him as an option, uh, you know, going forward for for our midfield. Uh, but also, you know, we need other players. I, I don't know if Curtis Jones. I I I you know I love the fact that that, that a scouse boy from the academy um, is playing for 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 Liverpool. But you know. They need to be able to 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 have a have a good assessment of of you know his potential now, uh, and and maybe that's not you know Liverpool material. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, you know, I I think he did well in in the last two games that he played, um, not remarkably well, but but okay. But you know, all this considering, I uh, again I think we need some players that could fit right in. Uh, I, I don't think, and and I'm preaching. To uh, to the converted uh, or you know maybe to the choir I don't know what the, the proper saying is um, um, you know Fabinho ha- hasn't been you know very very good at, at uh, as a defensive midfielder I'd say uh, this season. Don't get me started, Beryl. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I was I was I was I wasn't I wasn't allowed to talk about this for like fucking months. No, yeah, I I I, I always thought he was, he's a bit. You know, ponderous because you know he he is tall and he's not very fast. But um, those those long telescopic legs were also very good at you know uh, stopping um, uh, attackers, midfielders, etc. And, and and there are some some wonderful games. You know, the game against Barcelona is is is, is textbook a defensive midfielder. Um, you know, doing everything right. 
but he, yeah, he, and and this season, and, and probably it was culminating, and and some people weren't seeing it, like you know maybe myself too, and you were seeing it. But this season he's been dreadful, and uh, I thought you know in the last uh, couple of games, I, I don't I don't think he 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 gets the ball. I mean, you know, recovers the ball. And this is one of the things that he needs to do. I don't think he gets any tackles in. Uh, and, so he looks and that's, shot. Yeah, yeah, maybe he is, but yeah, I don't I don't yeah, care. Physically. <laughs> don't play him. Yeah. Well, that's so it. I, I would like again, I would, back to, back to the, that issue. If, you, if you're not playing him, who are you playing? Because you're, you're so short in there. So that's no. the problem. I I really mean it when I say I don't care who we play, but don't play him there because if if he plays like this, don't play him there. You know, try a kid, um, try a, a defender, try a. But you know, I I would play. I've said this in the in, in the chat group. I would play Tiago there. Um, Tiago isn't fast, but his his tackling is a, is incredible. I think his positioning is incredible. So yeah, play him there, and um, this is where he wanted to play at uh, at Bayern and couldn't because Kimmich was was there, uh, and and but you know maybe even better just get in someone who who can uh, fulfill that role, That's uh, it. and 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 let uh, let Fabinho rest and, and get up to the the standards that we've seen from him, or or else just fuck off. I know we need to be. Um, I think we need to let people go as well. I think giving Hendo uh, an extended contract was, in hindsight, and maybe at that moment as well, was a was a huge mistake. You know, an aging player um, who had a contract until 2024 or 2025 even. Yeah, why not just say, okay, we'll see um, when we get there if if you. Uh, have earned another contract. We love you, but you know this is a, this is not a charity. This is a, a football club. Yeah, I, I I I said I would be starting to ramble uh, uh, as time progressed, and I I started with that. So, but it, it I mean what you're saying all sort of ties into the same the same thing that we're all sort of talking about a more general point than than we've actually spoken about. But it's ultimately that. The ins and outs, the recruitment, which we praised and rightly so for so long, has actually begun to fall apart in that it seems that contracts have been given to certain players that perhaps shouldn't have been. Contracts were not extended to other players that perhaps could have been. Um, players are allowed to stay on too long. Injured players are still on the books. Um, and we haven't made the, the recruit the recruitment moves as in bringing players in that, that we've desperately needed to make so that's all sort of broken down somehow uh, quietly in the background and you know there was this thing about edwards leaving and and you know he's been replaced by ward and you know how well ward did bringing in diaz and bringing in nunez and so on and, and fair enough they they were good signings and they were big signings but the rest of the, the they're the shiny new things that we've been had our attention sort of directed towards, but also what's been going on in the background is kind of a, a little bit of a collapse of the things that we've been doing so well uh, during Edwards's time. You know, letting Origi go on a free or um, again not the best move ever. Um, Bobby's going to go on a free. Um, Genie went on a free. Um, you know. These are players that you could have recouped probably sizable money for if you'd have been a bit more savvy in the contracts that you'd maybe offered or the extensions that you'd offered at certain times. Yeah, I think you were talking what a year ago you were talking PSC were talking about paying fifty million pounds for Joel Matip. Yeah, exactly, and 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 now he's gonna he's gonna go on a free, no doubt. Eventually, and and that's it. it. It's not maximizing your assets. It's not. I mean, you're talking about a club that got twenty odd million for Solanke. You're talking about a club that that had Bournemouth off for um for uh, what did you call him? Uh, Six million quid for Brad Smith. Well, Where Brad Smith, but, but also I, the one that uh, your man. What was his name? Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Fifteen million or something. 
you know, we were we we, we were getting daft money for for players because our negotiation was so good because we handled it ourselves so well in these in these situations and now we're not we're not doing any of that you know and if you're not bringing money in uh to 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 finance players that uh, that you you know through sales bringing money in through sales to finance the the acquisitions you want to make well no wonder you don't really have that big of a pot to go and go and play with um and if you keep making decisions on the never never for the long term the long term the long term that's fine you can look after the long term, but you've got to make sh- sure that's only worthwhile if you make sure the short and medium term is nailed down. And and that's not the case at the moment. So I think there's some fundamentals that, that need to be assessed sort of behind the scenes in, in terms of transfer, in terms of the strategy, in terms of, of the efficiency. And I think we're suffering for that on the pitch. I mean, there's also talk about, I don't really know much about this, but Maybe you'll know a bit more, but but the medical team and us not having a club doctor, really, and we haven't had one for a while, and the fact that well, Klopp's basically called out his medical team publicly now a couple of times. I mean that can't be good either. So this well-oiled machine that we've had for the last five seasons, six seasons, maybe it seems to be coming apart. The the boats seem to be flying off at this point, and sort of want want to know why why that is the case, um, and how we remedy it and can we do it fucking quickly please yeah that appears to be the case doesn't it so let's just wrap things up um barrel at spurs on sunday half four um they're a fucking who knows what they are i don't know what they're doing with themselves oh they're wild they're wild but I think, isn't Son out, isn't Richardson out, isn't Kudasewski out. And they are the players that certainly the way we have been defending and particularly down the flanks, they could potentially really have hurt us. And God, I'm like, I am almost unbelievably reluctant to say this, but like, this is probably a good time to get them. It's a big game. I don't think they've lost at home this season. Um, but they've just thrown everything they have into the Champions League basket over the over the the midweek break. There we have an extra day's rest on them. You would hope that we can go there and try and get try and get three points. I said last week that Leeds was an ideal game for us, and I was unproved, emphatically incorrect. Based on the games we performed best this season, you know the Napoli's, the Man City's. The Newcastle's is is this the best game that we can have hoped for right now? Yeah, I'm going to be optimistic now. Um, yeah, um, uh, it, it, it is bound to hurt them that they don't have uh, all these uh, attacking players. Um, I, I think Conte is starting to. If if they would have, you know, um, crashed out of the the. In the Champions League, that uh, I, I I don't know what would have happened to Conte, but he seems to be, you know, he he, he has a tendency to 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 self immolate or you know implode whatever he does. But um, a, I think this is a good time to meet them, and you know, and they might be thinking the same thing. You know, it is a good time to meet us. Um, we don't have Jota, we don't have Diaz. Um, I think we played on the same day uh, in the Champions League, so uh, I think there is no difference there. But they had to travel. Oh, you did, you're right. Yeah, but you know Marseille isn't that far. So, uh, but you know they only have Kane. Usually he's the one missing, uh, not against us. But you know uh, if, if someone's uh, injured, then he, he would have been that. Um, yeah, uh, I think it, it, I, hopefully our team can again see this as an important game. You know. And and this is uh, Manchester City. This is a uh, um, um, uh, Napoli. Uh, I, I think we deserved something out of the Arsenal game um, and were fucked over by the refereeing. But you know, never mind that. So if all of that doesn't happen, um, you know, if the refereeing fucking over doesn't happen, I, I think we have a uh, have a chance if uh, you know we can 
concentrate and 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 think about that we that we need to do everything right to to win a game and not think um, we can do this on 80%, which is probably why we lost against Forest and uh, and Leeds. So yeah, let's 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 please beat these and. Uh, um, which is probably a, uh, a, a direct rival for, for you know, uh, a top four spot. Uh, and, you know, let's hurt them uh, and, and have a good feeling again. I, I would really, really like to, to win a, an away game in the league again. Yeah, that's fair. Our away form has been tragic. Is the only, it is a Shakespearean tragedy, our away form at the moment, Chief. It's... Um, Two points from 15. Um, and those points were against Fulham and Everton, isn't that right? Yeah. So, it, yeah. It yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's grim. It's grim. Um, if we're going to get anything from this game, what? How do, you, how do you expect we line up? And I'm going to throw this little caveat in there. I did suggests last week that I would be interested to see Curtis Jones playing like a forward left position. I thought he did reasonably well against Napoli to be to be to be quite frank about it. Um he grew in it. But yeah, so what yeah, what 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 eleven do you think is the best chance of going out there and getting a result? I'm not gonna look at this game as oh this can kickstart our our campaign because we've been but doing that before. It's just that all that? about getting about getting three points as often as possible now. Is, is this the last uh, league game before the uh, World Cup break? No, I don't think so. Is there another one? It's coming up soon, like I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the World Cup starts in like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's maybe one more after this, but um, it's Tuesday to Sunday. I thought it was it was a Saturday early kickoff. So that's, yeah, we've Southampton on the 12th. And yeah, we've Southampton on the twelfth after that, and then and then we break for the World Cup. So that's it. I mean, it's about getting through to the World Cup with as little with as little more damage being done as 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 possible. Um, ideally, you you win the you win the two games and and you go in on a, on a bit of a high. But it's a long enough break. It is a big game. Um, they are a direct rival and they are a team that you could say cost us the title last season um, with their fucking draw. Um, so, you know, you could say there's a grudge there. Um, it's certainly one that, um, you know, the, the Reds should be up for, for um, should be well up for it anyway, put it like that. But our away form is awful. So um, what are you going to do? The Spurs are haven't been brilliant this season at all, but they've they've been very up and down. You know, been throwing it like last. Yeah, year. but they've been they, yeah, but they've been doing what we haven't been doing, which is getting results. Yeah, they've been digging out results, and that's fine. That's what Conte tends to do, although not generally in the fashion that, that they've been doing it this season. Um, but yeah, I do think you're right. They've they've thrown everything in that game it was a group where any any of the teams could have gone through on the final day and the positions changed a couple of times and they went 1-0 down and you know they dug it out they scored a last minute winner uh, and the let off was was massive for them so they, they're probably a little bit emotionally drained and it'll be a bit tougher for them maybe to, to get up to the same intensity against us um but I think you know if you're going, if you're saying what what team is going to go is is best equipped to go out there and win the game, I think you're ultimately you're looking at your you know the your top eleven, aren't you? So you're looking at Robbo, you're looking at Trent, you're probably saying it's Kanate and Van Dijk. Um, you're looking at midfield and your Thiago has to has to start. He has to start if if he's in any way fit. And we're still a far, far better and more difficult proposition whenever um, he plays compared to when he doesn't. Then for me, you're probably I, I'm playing Fabinho. I know that he's he's got had his detractors and he hasn't been brilliant, but I think if you play him alongside Thiago, he's generally he's generally sound. And I have to say, I, Henderson's at the scene of far too many crimes for me. Um, I know he's been good. I know he's he's like Marmite for some reason. I'm not really on board with any of that. I just think he's he's decent. He's been good, and he's not that good at the moment. He hasn't been that good this season. Um, 
So I'm probably playing Harvey Elliott in there. And then you're looking at uh, the at the front three of, of Nunez, Salah and um and Bobby, more than likely. Um I don't know, does anyone have any advances on that or any any changes? Yeah, well the way I'm feeling about Fabinho at the minute, I'd probably I'd probably do Elliot right. I'd probably do Hendo in the six and Tiago. That that's probably how I'm going. I I just I just yeah. I'm just I'm I'm over Fabinho at the minute. Um and every performance that I see of him, it's kind of it's a microcosm of what's wrong with us, which is we look half a yard off it. See, I get that about I get that about Henderson. I just have images of him of running through my mind, running, running hairlessly after something that he's he's no chance of getting. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But I think if you stick him in the six, I think he gives you a better. I think he gives you a better passing range from the six than Fabinho does. Probably not a better. Probably not positionally better than than Fabinho, but. Or, or with the same anticipation, either. Yeah, but at the minute, as as much criticism as he's got about how he can get about the pitch, I would I would reckon he could probably get about the pitch better than Fab can right now. Maybe, but that's the one. That's the one. Probably debating point, isn't it? It's that position. Otherwise, who who do you play there? It's either Hendo or Fabinho. But otherwise, you know, who else are you starting? Yeah, unless you do, unless you do, uh, you do, uh, as 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 Beryl says, Tiago in the six, hand out the right hand side, and you maybe put Curtis Jones in that left hand midfield position. Yeah, wouldn't be averse to it. Wouldn't be averse to it. Just, um, I probably wouldn't start that team, as I said. But I mean, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna have kittens if if Curtis Jones is out there. But it's. Yeah, it's 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 just I like Tiago and Fabinho together. Generally, when they play together, they play well. Okay, there's been a couple of games this season where maybe that hasn't quite worked out, but there's other extenuating factors, and just think you want to go as close to to what you know as as possible in in a big game like this. James Miller's out. Um, he was concussed, wasn't he? he? Came off, so there's no way he'd be he'd even be in the reckoning. You wouldn't think for for Sunday. So that's yeah, another. And there really isn't anybody else unless you want to put your mate in there, Chief. And that's not going to fucking happen, like so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, on that note, we'll wrap things up. So until next time, up the Oxley Chamberlain right hand side of midfield Reds.